Thanks for checking out the Sports Kid Wrestling Podcast. If you want even more from us, get Vince Russo reviewing Monday Night Raw every single Monday night, Dutch Mantel covering AEW Rampage and SmackDown, and the biggest breaking news with you, the fans, talking about it five days a week with Top Story, all on this podcast feed. I brought the idea to Kevin. I said, you pitch it, because I'm not going to push that idea. But Kev, Kevin Scott got it done because that 10-week period where they weren't doing it, started and stopping it, it was great in the big picture because it, it wasn't hot-shotting. Fellas, let's start off with the bro, my God, moment of the week. We have Harlan, who was pinned to be the next Brock Lesnar to many. Uh, the next big thing, that's what Brock Lesnar's uh, name used to be back in the day. When he signed, he was compared to Brock Lesnar by Paul Heyman. Uh, and then he was released before making it to the, the, the big leagues in the main roster. Uh, Dexter Loomis, Sam Shaw, I know you worked with uh, Sam Shaw, Vince, and Dakota Kai. They were, they were gone too. Uh, a few other people, Michael Bivens, Persia Parada. Um, your thoughts on Harlan from what you know? I know that, uh, Vince, I know you don't watch uh, NXT, uh, but you do stay uh, stay not- notified throughout the interwebs of these, these particular characters. Have you heard anything on the scene uh, as far as Harlan is concerned and your, your thoughts on Harlan? For me? Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, bro, I, I, I don't know Harlan, but you know what? Listen, I, I was questioning this for a long time, but I think the WWE just made a statement and they corrected it. Bro, they've released a lot of people that they invested a lot of money in. I mean, we're talking yeah. about millions and millions and millions of dollars of talent they've, re- they've released that they've invested in. And I think that's why they just made that decision that came down the pipeline with, like, they're going to bring people into NXT and give them 90 days. Because I think they realized, man, they, they've lost a lot of money investing in a lot of people that they wound up cutting off the roster, man. Now, do you blame that on the talent or do you blame that on the lack of creatives? I I, th- I think it's a little bit of both, bro. I mean, I really a little bit of both, yeah. Yeah, I think every every circumstance would be different, but I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Paige, thoughts on Harlan? Uh, you know, I thought he had a good look, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, you never. I mean, it's it's so different today, man. I mean, you don't even have really a chance to get stuff over like i know the guys when i was down there at mania and i went there just to see bronson's match you know because bronson Mm -hmm. i've I've known him for a long time and uh you know i yeah i i I really thought he was going to get a push i didn't see that push coming that fast because so green but so good but if you look at that last pay-per-view they did and when i went to uh scott's memorial you know the whole click was there, you know, freaking Sean and I, I were talking about the pay-per-view and he told me that pretty much all those kids were like under a year, some of them six months of mm-hmm. real training and they were out there 
and I saw a, a, a lot of the show later. You know, watch through it. It was a hell of a show, and to think that they did that number right before about to go do Mania. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't get over right away, and they decide, it looked like you just go like, okay, these guys are working their ass off, and they're showing something, and maybe it's a different world, man. It's a different world. It's click, 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 and you know, you better jump on because there was a lot of guys there. For a lot of time, who I was surprised they got rid of was Dakota. Because first of all, mm. I thought she was good looking, had a great look. I thought her work was really good. I was expecting to see her up there, and she never got that mm -hmm. shot. I was surprised. I'll tell you what, if I was if I was Tony Khan, I'd pick her up because mm. they've got some good talent over there, women now. But WWE's women talent is off the chain. You know, uh, hmm. those girls, you know, those girls are, are some, most of them are as good or better than the guys. I mean, there's some hmm. great women talent on that top roster. And I thought she would have got an opportunity, but she didn't. But if I was Tony, I'd pick her up. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's just a different world now, bro. Click, click. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, from, from Kai's story from from what's reported uh kai actually wanted her release uh her and uh, malcolm B bibbins um really? uh, oh, okay. Stokely well, yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, it, it does make sense to me because I mean, she's been in xt for a long time and there's a lot of people who came after her got caught up before her and she's been busting her butt in xt you know she she came from someone who was a relative, you know, enhancement talent, just kind of winning and losing, you know, matches to making a heel turn, uh, you know, winning the tag team titles with Raquel Gonzalez, now Raquel Rodriguez, um, and then kind of reestablishing herself, Wendy Chu, and there, I mean, she, and then winning you know, the titles again and standing deliver with, uh, with Raquel and losing him like the next episode uh, before Raquel gets called up. So there's a lot of, I mean, Raquel gets called up and Dakota still stays. And a lot of people she feuded with, you know, Shannon Baszler she feuded with for a while. She got called up, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people who got called up who was after her. So she's been busting her butt in NXT. And I, I, I agree with, like, I would side with Dakota Kyle. You know, I mean, so for someone who's been busting her butt for so long and, and to still kind of be in a very similar spot that she was for years and not get that call up, I, I get it. I, I, I do advocate, you know, that decision. If she, in fact, did, you know, decide to, you know, be the one who said, yeah, I'm not renewing my contract. So, well, you know, good for, good for her. You know, wrestling is like Rome was. If you don't know how to play politics, too, and I don't know what her, you know, and, and politics, I think, is more important than politics is relationships. Because mm -hmm. put me where I was, man, and the work ethic that I, how I got there. But it was relationships. If it was not, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, um, you know, Dusty, Jake helping me learn. But when I got there, the relationship I had with Scott and Kev, you know, that was a solid to be. And I'm the one who got to drop those guys. And that was my idea. But Kev, it was funny. When 
to Kevin Sullivan's his his, his podcast because he did one on me. I wanted to hear it, and I called him up and thanked him because he talked straight from the hip, man, on everything. But he had said Kevin was the one who came up with the idea. I brought the idea to Kevin. I said, you pitch it because I'm not going to push that idea. But Kev, Kevin Scott got it done because that 10-week period where they weren't doing it, started and stopping it, it was great in the big picture because it, it wasn't hot shotting. You know, so many things. That's what I love that's happened with Wardlow and Max. I mean, that's a three-year angle, you know? And uh, dude, and they're pushing, man, I don't know if you saw him. I loved having Kaz out there and uh, people could see, I mean, he looks great. You know, yep. I, I would have brought him in completely different, but I think he I agree. Job. He got his presence. The people got with it, and uh, the but the, the the push is the ward love. And mm-hmm. if you remember anything, it used to be boring. If matches weren't going right, then it became Goldberg because this match is lame. Get Goldberg out here and speak. And now it's Wardlow. Like, mm-hmm. that's, you can't make people do that. No. Yeah. I think it's getting over. Yeah. I th- personally, I think I got a lot to think about AEW. There's things I'd like to see and I don't like. One of the things I do like, I think probably my favorite thing of AEW right now is the Wardlow angle. Uh, just because I, I, I'm old school. I'm, I'm an old school wrestling fan. I like stories. I like, like, I, I want something that I can sink my teeth in. I want something that's not hot shotted. I want something that has layers to it so I can continue to be involved in it. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and this angle has layers to it. And and, and I, that's what I like about it. There's a new person he's bringing in, and you're basically plowing through to reach to MJF. And I like that because that's making you look stronger and then getting the heat, you know, from the biggest heel in all of professional wrestling. So I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm a fan of it. I think it's I think it's working for him. For the kid hangman. Got a hell of a promo. Got a hell of a promo. Kind of uh, healed it up a little bit. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I liked it. Yeah. Because, you know, he wasn't known for being a talker, you know, but he's learning mm-hmm. and he did a hell of a job. I was, I was, <laughs> he, you know, I, I love that his last name is Paige because he, he, he looks like he could be my legitimate son. <laughs> much more handsome, though. <laughs> he's, your, he, he's your nephew, Dally. He's your nephew. <laughs> Teach him, shoot him a shoot him a cutter. Give him your bless give him your blessings to shoot a cutter and let him start doing the uh the cutter. <laughs> yeah, I like the uh Larry. Dude, he don't need it. He's got a hell of an arsenal. Yeah, yeah I like I like his gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the uh the gimmick that he does with the uh the uh the Lariat. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Buckshot. That's what it's called. Buckshot. <clears throat> so, yeah, I like Paige. Cool. Um, let's jump into going down memory lane. We're talking about Kevin Nash. It's funny because we were talking about Kevin Nash. We're about to talk about Kevin Nash. I actually ended up watching the uh, Hogan WWE Evil um, yeah. uh, doc. 
Yeah, episode. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. And both of y'all were on it. It was pretty cool to see. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was really cool. Kevin Nash was on it too. And we're going to talk about Kevin Nash. And I was posed this question to ask to the bro panel, the bronal. Uh, should have Kevin Nash ended the streak? As we know, the person who did end the streak was Brock Lesnar. Uh, to this day, I don't agree with it. Undertaker has two losses. The second one is to Roman Reigns. And should Kevin Nash have been the one to end the streak? Or I'm going to throw in another option. Should the streak have been ended, period? Paige, we'll start with you this time. The streak had to be ended. You know, mm. I think he should have taken the diamond cutter. You know, it was the first <laughs> time. You know? But like, I wasn't, wasn't a big fan of the, the fraud, even though it came from Scott. I would rather have seen, yeah, I'd rather have seen Kev beat him. You know, mm. I mean, Kev is the guy who could, you know, could beat him. And then he could beat Kev. And then Kev could beat him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I personally think, you know, he needed to get beat clean. That's that's my own thing. And, and Kevin Nash was the guy to do it. You know, all the way around. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin will go down as the great one of the greatest, if not the greatest, big man worker ever. And a ridiculously long, incredible run. And when you think mm-hmm. about where he came from, all the gimmicks, and then by the time he got to Diesel, you know, everything just went boom, and then it just kept yep. going for him because you know yep. that good. And he just—it took him a while to get there, but he needed some—he needed, he needed to be him, and Diesel mm. version of him. And I think that he, should, he definitely could have beat Bill in the middle, you know. And it could have been from a just a, some kind of screw job, but him walking into it i don't think he needed that but that is what it is you know yeah very nice so undertaker i was talking about streaks the undertaker being uh you know having a streak at wrestlemania and kevin nash on on that on that topic goldberg having that streak of 173 you know, and you know i was thinking of major streaks and this wrestling business had to go to The Undertaker and Goldberg. Now, with The Undertaker, Brock ended it. Roman Reigns had that second loss. With Goldberg, Kevin Nash ended it with the cattle prod with Scott Hall. Pace gave his his uh, chiming in on it. How about you? How about you, Vince? Do you think that Kevin Nash should have ended the Goldberg winning streak of 173 now? Yeah, man, I, I I don't think Kevin needed it, bro. Like, you know, I mean, Ke- Ke- Kevin Nash is a huge, huge star. And I, I mean, to me, bro, I just, I, they could have definitely made somebody, you know, beating Goldberg, you know, and, and, and I, I wish they would have had a plan for it to be a somebody, maybe even somebody Goldberg picked, I don't know. But I, I just, I don't think Kevin needed it, man. You know, Kevin's huge. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin went to the, the, uh, WCW huge. Kevin's a big star. How, how does it get him any bigger? You know what I'm saying? I would have saved the opportunity for somebody that it would have really made, you know, you would have made a new guy, new star, holy crap moments. 
I just don't think Kevin needed it, man. I'm going to throw a name out for you, Vince. You let me know what you think. Booker T. Well, yeah, I, it, it would have had to have been somebody that you wouldn't have believed could have beaten Goldberg. I mean, that mm. would have really gave you the moment that this guy don't have a chance, and then the guy beats him. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Booker would have been great. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think Booker T. Booker T. Actually, does have a pinfall victory in WCW against uh, against Goldberg. Goldberg was a heel, I believe. He uh, Go, uh, Booker T. Had a rock bottom for for a little bit. Yeah, the uh, the bookend, sort of we call it. And uh, he pinned him. I remember that because I was I'm a big, always been a Booker big Booker T. Fan. He's one of my all time top five. And I popped in WCW episode when he beat Goldberg. So I, I think, yeah, I mean, with, with Goldberg, it just, and technically, before I go on into about my thoughts on it, technically, Goldberg lost a match before the 173. You know who he lost to? He did. Chad Fortune. Chad Fortune. I interviewed Chad Fortune. Yeah, he did. Yep. Good Good call. Good trivia there. Yep. Uh, he, he lost to Chad Fortune, and I interviewed Chad Fortune. We talked about it. He lost his match uh, against him, and then the streak happened. So technically, well, people he's, he wasn't up, once. People didn't pick up on the streak till much later. You know, True. Really, who even thinks there's going to be such a <clears throat> Excuse me. Who even thinks there's going to be such a thing of the 173? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. but I remember walking up behind Bish and putting my hands like on his shoulders. And and that time, maybe he's 45 and 0. And just said, don't let anybody up this up, bro. I'm in a strip joint called the Gold Club. Five mm-hmm. years before he ever came in. And, I, and Bish was with me. I'm like, hey, this kid, you got to meet him. And... You know that that's where it started. Me and Bill became good buds. We stayed in contact. We you know get together once in a while, um, and then one day Sting and Lex brought him in, and next thing you know, he was signed up and down the power plant. Nice. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, Paige. When from from a from a backstage standpoint and from Bischoff and company, when did the streak start catching wind because even with taker streak like it, it wasn't like initially supposed to be like pinned to be a streak and it started catching wind like wait wait, wait, wait a minute he's he's won 10 wrestlemanias at this point let's kind of keep this going right. with goldberg with goldberg when did it catch wind you know i i i wouldn't think it was before like 20 or something but one gotcha. all enhancement one after another. But when that son bitch walked out there, like he looks like a world champion. For sure. He he acted like a world champion. You mm-hmm. know, he was you know, he, it's the old thing. He had the look, he had the size, he had the charisma, he had the itch factor. You know, we talked about a few weeks ago. If if they had given him a little bit longer, he'd have found his voice too. But everything on him, man. And he delivered. That match he did with Hogan, mm-hmm. you go back and think how long he worked. <laughs> it was a hell of a match. You know, and the match he did with yeah. him was a hell of a match. You know, again, he needed to be led in those scenarios, but he delivered, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, he, it was, he was only in business from a television standpoint a year. You know, he started in 97, and that match was ugly was, what, July of 98? Right. Yeah, to Georgia. So, yeah, he was a year in. So, you know, to have that type of pressure when you just a year in your career. 44,000 people in his Exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. Wow, I was doing my thing with Malone at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we were yeah. we came running out there and make a save, you know. But uh, mm -hmm. yo, and I was, and I want to say that I'm sure Bish had a lot to do with it, but but I want to say that was Terry's idea, you know. I think it was Hogan's mm -hmm. idea, thought in him, you know. But, yeah, yeah. Hey, it makes sense. I mean, he was the hottest thing, you know. And, WCW other than the NWU and the NWO gimmick and the Malone uh, thing going on. And so, yeah, it made sense to give him the strap. So let's uh, land the plane, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in bros with the low bro. So Mick Foley was on the Rue Nation uh, podcast, and he opened up about his altercation with Ric Flair where Flair uh, punched him. He talked about uh, going to him for a handshake, Flair going to him for a handshake. He didn't. Uh, uh, shake his hand, but said all actually for an autograph. There was been there was a little bit of heat between Flair and, and Foley, especially they had a had a I think it was a SummerSlam. They ended up having a match together, and they were cutting some scathing promos. Especially Flair was cutting some scathing promos against uh, Mick Foley. Flair even saying Foley is glorified uh, um, stuntman. There's this a lot of things that Flair really was shooting on uh, his his feelings of Foley throughout his career, past twenty plus years. Your, your thoughts on that? We we'll start with we we'll start with you, uh, Vince. Your, your thoughts on the event, the, the, the Mick Foley, Ric Flair heat uh, between the two, and how much of this did you know about it, or were you told, or or, or given thoughts? Yeah, bro. I gotta tell you, man. I I, I hate wrestling heat I, I i think wrestling heat is so stupid and so silly bro let me tell you something i i've known mick since 91 i guess you know bro we're both from long island rivaling high schools you know i've known mick for a very long time bro personally man mick mick foley is the kind of guy like if you can't get along with mick like you gotta kind of look yourself in the mirror he's, he's such a good down-to-earth guy bro sweetheart of a guy i i hate the wrestling heat in the business i swear to god bro i get i get so sickened when i go on youtube and every other clip is so-and-so shoots on this one and 30 guys shoot on Diamond Dallas Page and this one shoots on I can't stand that wrestling crap bro at the end of the day man whether you were Flair whether you were Foley whether you were Page whether you were me bro you were going to work every day trying to make a living like that that's yeah. what you were trying to do you're sacrificing a lot you're sacrificing family you're missing a lot you're just trying to make a living and when when wrestlers turn it so personal bro especially i mean my gosh how long have both of these guys really been out of the business i i i, I just think that's so 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 unfortunate man you know 
That's just the way mm-hmm. I feel about it. Yeah. Paige, your thoughts? I love both those guys. So, <laughs> and, you know, me and Flair had a roadie, but I love the dude, man. So, you know, and we're, we're just a group of, you know, dysfunctional family. <laughs> that's, that's who we are, you know, all of us. Anybody who's been to the show, and even the guys who are just trying to come up, you know, it's just ego plays into certain stuff. But both of those cats are special, special individuals. Yeah. Yep. I got nothing but love for both of them. So I got nothing. Yeah. You know, no, no negativity for really anybody who's ever been in our business. You know, that moment? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But they were moments, man. You know, like harboring any kind of anger or heat or anything is like swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't help you. It doesn't help mm-hmm. you. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, you know, good good call, Pates. It's like, uh, it's like one of those things of like, hey, I can beat my brother up any day of the week. But someone else, you know, that tries to come and tries to beat up my brother, no, sir. You know, we're not doing you, Now we're allies. <laughs> you can, you can see it happen many times where that mm-hmm. man has hit the ring, you know, has hit the ring. Right. Someone's taking a fall, and you watch how much that other guy, even if they hate each other at the moment, he's going to help him. And save yeah. him. Mm-hmm. I did. Yep. Oh my God. I, and I don't know how this doesn't happen more because there's always the next thing of the greatest. What? How? What made him think to do that? And I and I and I'll just pull. Go back to Sammy Guevara's springboard off the top rope onto the top of the the ladder, and then springing through and catching Cody. You know, with that diamond cutter. There's so much room for error. I watched some poor son of a bitch who was way too heavy to do this. And he wasn't real heavy, but he was probably about 30 or 40 pounds overweight. And he was on the top rope and he's about to do something. And he just goes, and the guy who's going to try to catch him, he like dives at him to try to help him. And, you know, I mean, it was just, you know, but. And the kids today are so talented, it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, there's so many guys you could name. It wasn't like back in my day where there was like five guys who could do like unbelievable athletic. Like today, there's in the independence, there's friggin' 2000, you know, yeah. and there's just so many of them. But God bless them, man. <laughs> but no matter what happens, you know, when Piper got stabbed. There's no way whoever he was fighting was trying to say, yeah, stab him some more. He punched that right. guy out. You know, yep. if he had the sure. he punched his ass out. You know, and mm. he kept going back to the locker room. It's a brotherhood, man. Yeah, yep. Yep. Absolutely.